0: You are listening to the Aesthetic Vibes Podcast, and I'm your host, Amy. I have a background working in a corporate environment for over 15 years. I'm a doctor, a lecturer, a lawyer, and a published author. This podcast is a look inside my brain. I cover relevant and totally irrelevant topics, ranging from self-help and advice, to the spooky and the scary, a little bit of true crime, mental health. I also like to tell some stories along the way. My goal is to spread aesthetic vibes whilst discussing these topics. I do like to end each episode with a lighter note, usually something completely ridiculous. Okay, with all that being said, let's hang out. today's episode we are continuing on in celebration of halloween for the entire month of october yay today i have a special guest appearance sean is here today my husband so big welcome back to the recording studio
1: hello hey everyone (laughs) so good to be back dragged in for another one
0: Thanks for being here. Thanks for being so positive about it.
1: I'm always positive. What are you talking about? I've got so much time to spare. I can do all this.
0: <laughs> okay. So today's episode, we are going to tell each other scary stories, and then we're going to rate those stories based on a scare factor meter. Okay?
1: Bow, wow, wow. <laughs>
0: Minor. Thanks for the sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> so the scale is one to five. One is boring, no impact. That's. Can, can I
1: just say, what? who has a scale of one to five?
0: Why? What should it be? It's
1: a zero to ten.
0: Oh God, we're not going to that much. Could you imagine how freaking long it would take you to categorise?
1: Well, it's just a number. Okay, Okay. We'll do. can we do a zero to five then? Yeah, we can
0: can do a zero to five. So zero is like garbage.
1: No one's getting a
0: zero. Okay, so one is boring, no impact. Two is, "Mm, nice try, but no, didn't really have an impact. Three is, yeah, it's kind of scary. Four is, oh yeah, nice story. That kind of gave me a little bit of a creepy feeling. And then five is, yeah, that's really creepy. That's creepy as shit. Okay? Okay. All right, well, let's go.
1: So, I thought uh, I would kick off today uh, with a short story, but a little bit of an interesting one. So, the first one's about UFOs. I'm not truly convinced that aliens exist.
0: Yeah, I'm not either.
1: Or how specifically they're portrayed in the movies. I do, however, find it very hard to believe that we are the only creatures on this planet. So, planet Earth are the only places that have life form. Yeah, agree. So... This story happened to a Ukrainian family in 1996. They were travelling in Turkey, just outside of a hillside village called Uzumlu. They were renting a remote cottage in that area. So, on one evening, the dogs outside started going absolutely crazy. They were barking viciously and just overall being erratic. One of the family members went outside to calm the dogs. And only could describe the sounds that they were hearing, like bass-like music that was shaking the house. There were no lights, there was no vessels in the area, just this crazy, crazy, deep-sounding vibrations.
0: And there was nothing visual? It was just this weird-ass sound?
1: Absolutely nothing visual, just this. So the rest of the family came outside to gather dogs and settle them down. At this stage, they were running and barking even louder.
0: I mean, that just sounds like an average day with our dog.
1: After several minutes of being outside, the next thing the family remember was just waking up the next morning.
0: I've heard of these ones.
1: Absolutely no recollection of how the rest of the night fared.
0: Yeah, I love these.
1: The family, obviously freaking out, not knowing what had happened or how they lost all the memory of the night before. It doesn't end there. The two dogs that were barking and alerted the family to the noises were nowhere to be seen. If the crazy events had startled them, the family traveled 10 minutes down to the town to ask questions of what's going on. When the family arrived, they noticed a few of the people in town were outside, looking a bit shocked and bemused as a large crack or a sinkhole had opened up just outside the town. This wasn't the only thing. Both the dogs, at some stage in the night, made their way down to the town and they were found. Neither family, All the people in town never found out what happened that night, nor did any of these extreme sounds be heard in the town. It was only a night with no memories they were left with, an eerie crack in the earth around down the town. Do UFOs exist, and was this a UFO attack?
0: Interesting. So do you think the sounds, the, the, that large kind of bass sound that you described, do you think that that could have been the sound of the sinkhole create, like forming and then cracking?
1: I didn't even think of that,
0: that yeah. theory. Because that's that's the first thing I go to. Like, There's physical evidence that something occurred. Was that sound, in fact, the crack of the sinkhole?
1: Yeah, but why do they have no memories and why did the dogs travel down to where this crack is.
0: Well The dogs just might've wanted to see what was happening, out getting a treat, having a run around. I don't know, Can't you, you can't really rationalize dogs' behavior. I think we've learned that by now. However, the no recollection thing, I have heard of this happening when people have come into contact with some sort of UFO or something something occurs, an event occurs, and then they wake up and it's, like, a different day or a different time. I have heard of that happening.
1: Yeah, like post amnesic events. Though. Yeah. Just no idea. Anyway, that's
0: my UFO story. Awesome. So I'm going to rate it. I think it's kind of scary because of the, the loss of time. I think that would be a really scary feeling. Like, the only time I've lost time is when I've been drunk. But to actually be sober, <laughs> just chilling and then boom you wake up and it's the morning bizarre so it's a three for me as you know this comes as no surprise you know that I'm obsessed with haunted dolls
1: it's literally like if there's ever a movie and it's like a haunted doll, we're watching it. It doesn't matter how crap the movie is, it's a haunted doll, Oh, it's going to be amazing.
0: So I love it because they're scary um, and there's always question around, how is it truly haunted or is this just something we're fabricating because weird things are occurring and we like to kind of give responsibility to something or someone? That's the question, right?
1: Yeah, and also too, like when people go, oh, the doll move, like... How many times do you see, like, a doll sitting up on, you know, a chair at home and it just falls over? That's not haunted. That is just... Gravity. (laughs) Gravity. It's a soft bit of fabric falling over.
0: So, I think most people have heard of dolls like Robert the Doll, Peggy the Doll, Annabelle. They're all quite common. The Warrens have their occult museum, which I think most people would be familiar with, but ultimately it is um, an area in their house that houses some of the scariest and spookiest artifacts known. And some of this stuff is weird, so some of it's like a spoon, (laughs) something else might be a doll, there might be a skull, there's all this weird shit in this occult museum, but they're all stated to be super scary. The thing with the museum is it's open to the public eye. So online there's a lot of accounts of people engaging with these things in the museum. So my artifact lives in the museum and it's a haunted doll and her name is the Shadow Doll. So the shadow doll is made up of human bones and teeth and has nails from animals. The doll's creators made her with the intention to cause harm and curse their enemies. When shown the doll, a lot of people will actually laugh at her and uh, they think it's a joke. So they think it's rather hilarious. However, once it becomes night, they wished that they had never laughed. The doll would appear in people's dreams. The nightmare would be so terrifying that the person's heart might stop forever. Okay, hold, hold there.
1: A few moments later. Okay.
0: So, okay, so the 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 pause, the pause and the hold there was me actually bringing up um on my laptop a picture of the shadow doll.
1: Yeah, that thing's freaky. <laughs> I, don't, I couldn't even. That's not even a doll. I think that's just a demon. <laughs> a demon mask. Yeah, not it's cool. freaky.
0: So she's got um, kind of like feathers in her hair and they're black and long and she's got um, a very distorted face with kind of yellow and like blue eye shadow and this really kind of uncomfortable mouth that's sort of semi-open. So, yeah, she's, um, she's freaky to look at. Um, but I get some people would look at it and laugh and think, oh, you know.
1: It actually looks like a plastic mask that's been semi-melted. With eyes behind it. Yeah.
0: So just keep in mind, this doll has human bones and fingernails from animals in it, right?
1: So is this in the occult museum? This
0: is in the museum.
1: No one's told a story about this one.
0: No, and I think that's what's so interesting. There are quite a few of these items that people haven't really spoken about. We're so uh, focused on Annabelle and some of the more common Um, like the Dybbuk box and things like that, that we do forget that there are other items there. So back to the story. It's not known how the shadow doll came into an individual's hands, but a seller of ancient things sold the doll to some collectors who were affected from the first day they walked through the door of their house with her. The couple soon started hearing really strange things, they were having nightmares, the doll would appear once they'd woken up, and probably most alarming was the fact they were covered in scratches. However, they were not just scratches, but they were kind of marks like claws. It is rumored that if a picture was taken of the doll, it would project itself into the dreams of the person who took the picture. However, this is not a simple dream. This dream is a complete nightmare. And victims may suffer from a heart attack or they'll forever be frightened to sleep because of the horrifying face of the doll that showed up in their dreams as the Warrens do or did I should say they both passed away now they took the doll and she actually stands in their museum she's got black eyes the black feathery cloak and that mouth that's open they've said that the mouth is open to devour souls It is claimed that the doll has, in fact, caused some deaths. The Warrens' files, yes, they've got files on all of their haunted items, state they don't actually know why the doll was created. However, they suspect it was for satanic rituals.
1: They're all for satanic rituals.
0: Yeah, and I mean, that's why it has human bones and fingernails and shit in it, because it's... it's supposed to be for the most of evil things. good blood
1: ritual never went too far.
0: That's it. So, as we know, the Warrens are no longer with us, but their museum does live on, and all of the items in the museum are blessed weekly by a priest who comes in with holy water, and this doll is no different. She is blessed on a weekly basis. This blessing is said to keep these items controlled and contained, so I would hate to know what would happen if she wasn't blessed on a regular basis or came into the wrong hands. So what are our thoughts? What do you think?
1: Look, dolls freak me out the best of times. You know that if I wake up in the middle of the night after we watch a really scary movie, I'm sprinting. I'm sprinting down the hallway to the bathroom. I'm not looking in any dark bedrooms.
0: Or mirrors or anything. <laughs> we've
1: got a crazy doll in that spare room and the door stays shut now.
0: Oh, Amy Lee. Oh, is that I, the one you're referring Amy to? Amy Lee the
1: doll, the one that sits there and just falls over every now and then. Do you
0: then. find her creepy?
1: Only after a creepy movie.
0: Really? Yeah. Oh, poor Amy Lee.
1: In true tradition, eh. I'm definitely starting off with a three out of five. Okay. But, but, when you showed me those pictures, eh. it's it's a 3.5. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's pretty fucked. Like, I... It's already in my head.
0: Yeah, she's, she's not pleasant to look at. So I highly recommend if you want to have a look at this creepy doll. Um, so yeah, it's called the Shadow Doll.
1: Well done. 3.5 on the Shadow Doll. Let's go with creepy pasta.
0: I love creepypasta. It's
1: the story of the goat man.
0: So I've not heard of this one. Okay, Okay, hit us with the
1: go, man. So let's set the scene. Now, this story freaked me out just as much while I was researching it than I thought, wow, I'm, yeah, this is a good story. I've never (laughs) heard of this. Now, I just want to preface, we do not camp. No. We are not campers. We're not glampers. We are basically hotel stays. So a group of teens were celebrating finishing school. So they're around 18 years old. They decided to go camping, but a few of them had little cabins while the other ones stayed in tents. The group set up camp in the early afternoon. When it starts to get dark, they set a fire near all the campsites. They had flashlights and a few drinks to celebrate their finishing school. At around 10pm, they started to smell this overbearing copper, weird metallic smell, which lasted for over 30 minutes. Now this smell basically overrode the smell of the fire. So it was that strong. It was said that they could smell it at the back of their throats. Ew. One of the campers thought it was an electrical fire coming from one of the cabin hot plates.
0: I mean, that makes sense, right?
1: Yeah. So they've rushed back to the, the one of their cabins and nothing. Nothing was left on. Nothing was there. Mm-hmm. The other campers at the fire started to get freaked out because they heard some noises in the bush. So when they scanned with their torch... They saw an eerie being about 50 metres away from the campsite. So they've booked it. They've run. They've run straight to the cabin that their friends are at, and they're sprinting. Now, all they can hear behind them was footsteps. It was said when they arrived back at the cabin, the two people that were there looking for the electrical fire saw the fear in their faces, and they just couldn't catch their breath. They were running that hard. One of the girls was hysterical, yelling, Lock the front door, while the other one of the boys was saying, we got to get the F out of here. They went a few metres away from the fireplace and stumbled on a mangled corpse of a pig that was torn apart like a wild animal. The campers were crying and shaking when they recount what happened. The metallic smell intensified for the next 30 minutes again while they were settling down in the cabin. This was around midnight when a few of the campers decided to get the hell out of there. So they've gotten to a car, unsure how many people piled in. Safe. While a few stayed in the cabin to pack up their shit. One of the boys started to tell the story of the goat man. About half a man, half a goat in the area that can shape shift, before he was quickly told, shut the fuck up. After a while, the others had left. They heard weird noises from the surrounding bushes and outside the cabin. One of the boys goes outside and starts throwing large rocks in the direction where the animal starts to scream like a cat and a woman in a bag.
0: A woman in a bag.
1: (laughs) Bag together.
0: What, both of them in one bag? Well,
1: basically, think about it. A cat and a woman, or a cat and a person, in a bag. The cat's
0: going to go crazy and kill the person.
1: Basically, that's what it is. (laughs) And then... The copper smell intensifies again.
0: I don't even know what this copper smell is. So
1: I'm thinking this is blood, like an iron oh, blood. like. gotcha. It's, it, but it's really, really sort of...
0: That's hard to smell blood. It's very difficult to smell, so it'd have to be a lot, right? No,
1: but I think it's this supernatural intensifying uh, gotcha. of of the copper and that's inside. Okay, gotcha. So this screaming yeah. by this entity... Goes on for two to three hours.
0: Ew, why? Until
1: about 3am.
0: Of course, 3am. Everything bad happens at 3am. I know, but then
1: <laughs> it went quiet. Yeah, a group huddled in the lounge room and some fell asleep until the morning. One camper woke up jittery and freaked out in mm. the morning. When he recounts what happened, he explained that when his eyes were getting heavy, he tried to figure out who had left in the car and he wanted to do a head count realizing that five had left in the car and six remained he quickly did a head count and there were seven people in the lounge room when a weird jittery figure stood up in a living room area and stretched and laid back down frozen in fear he did not move and pretended to be asleep and watched whatever it was in the cabin in fear if he startled it it would kill the others in the cabin he watched it go to the bathroom and not return. When he told the story to the group, they went into the bathroom and found the window wide open. Something they ensured was shut when locking it up.
0: So Goatman was potentially with them, just chilling. He
1: was a shapeshifter. Ew. And he was in the room.
0: Yeah. I do like creepypastas. I like the story. I like the way it ends. Like I, I really enjoy them. It's quite freaky. Mm-hmm. It's quite
1: freaky. i got shivers down my spine.
0: <laughs> i give it a 3.5. I <laughs> like it. I like it. I like it. Oh, my it. God. You
1: are hard. <laughs> I left the UFO one to start with because I didn't think it was as strong as that one.
0: <laughs> but you have to remember, I'm a little bit desensitized when it comes to freaky stuff.
1: Yeah, but if there was some sort of goat man...
0: In my living room? No.
1: Outside, oh, yeah. screaming. Sh- and then it was in there. I'd and- shit
0: my pants. of Tatsuko Hori Kawa. <laughs> Whore. <laughs> I'm not saying that again. Um, I'm just going to call that Tat. Okay. Because, like, obviously I can't pronounce names. Like, I'm terrible.
1: No. So, Tittle Tat. It's
0: a tat. Oh. We'll, call it, we'll call it tat, okay? okay? So... There was a man who lived in South Japan in 2008 in a town called Kasuya. I don't know, that's probably wrong. Sorry. Um, anyway, the town was known to be quite. <laughs> I can't pronounce anything. Um... So this particular town was known to be safe and there wasn't a lot of serious crimes or poverty. So it was quite a a nice little spot, very safe. Anyway, the man of the story lived alone. One day he actually noticed something quite strange happening around his apartment. Whenever he opened the fridge, there was always something missing. At first he started to blame himself. He thought that maybe he had been sleepwalking and was either eating the items or throwing them out, but he'd never slept before, so that didn't really add up. He started being worried about maybe there's a presence in the home, maybe there's some sort of spirit, some sort of ghost that's actually doing this. This resulted in the man in taking extra precautions, so such as locking all of the doors and the windows before leaving the house and entering the house. However, this did not help. Someone was still stealing food from his fridge. The man started now looking for evidence, but everything was exactly how he left it. Everything was perfectly neat because he was a bit of a neat freak, this guy. He started to think he was going crazy. He soon believed that he was living with an invisible presence and he just kind of had to suck it up, right? One day, he was super desperate to work out what the hell was going on. And at this point, it's like he came to, I've had enough of this bullshit. I need to sort this out. So he goes and buys surveillance cameras with an app on his phone so he can actually watch it from work. He didn't have to wait long. He was able to see a person opening the fridge, taking the food and eating it.
1: What an invisible person! No, or no, a person? no.
0: Hold, hang oh, on. Okay. So, the person then moved to the couch, and watched some television. The person was a woman, but the man couldn't see her face. So, as soon as she finished eating her meal, she turned the television off, cleaned up, and went into the bedroom. He decides. I'm calling the police. I don't know what the hell's going on. I'm calling the police. so he does. The police arrive and there's no evidence of a burglary. there's no evidence of a break and enter. However, this individual was very, very good at what they did. So the police then did a detailed investigation of the apartment. They'd searched every nook and cranny. They actually found a woman living in his closet. At the top of his closet. <laughs> like as a legit person. Like so, in the
1: roof space or like a... No. Nope.
0: Like... So top of the top of the cupboard, she had a futon bed and a blanket and a pillow. And she was actually sleeping in his closet. <laughs> and she'd been there for a year. Wow. So um, she was actually... The, the woman's name was that complicated name that I said we're going to call Tat. So she was actually a 58-year-old um, homeless woman. And one day, um, the the owner of the home had accidentally left the door unlocked. She took that as an opportunity and she moved in and started living at the top of his cupboard. Whenever he left, she was showering, using the toilet, eating stuff. But she'd always clean up after herself, so she wasn't detected. So, uh, yeah, she was arrested and charged as being a squatter.
1: The fact that that's like a true story and it's someone in your house... It's fucked. ...is just as freaky as...
0: Yeah, this, this random, random-ass woman just stealing a bit of food here and there. Like, she, I don't believe she'd ever left it's in a year. There's definitely
1: someone, like, living in everyone's attic.
0: Though that's what it makes you think, right? You're like, well, are those sounds somebody who's actually there? And don't, this is not the only account of this. This is common. Like, I wouldn't say super common, <laughs> but, but it's, it's common enough that there are quite a few people who've reported people living in their attics um, and them not knowing, and then they hear some weird noises. They go up, and they're like, "Oh shit! Like there's someone fully living up here." But this woman didn't leave. Could you imagine being in a tiny confined space for over a year?
1: Yeah, and also too, like, like Japanese apartments aren't huge. No,
0: no, they're quite small, right? They're,
1: they're not like some big walk-in no. closet. No,
0: it's a teeny tiny closet, a little futon mattress at the very top with a pillow and a blanket.
1: Yeah, no thanks. Mm. Good story. I didn't see the twist. I thought it was a you ghost. I thought it was, a, ghost. I I thought it was it a food-stealing ghost. I
0: know, I know. So what did you rate that one? Yeah, it was like a four. It okay, was good. cool, cool. Yeah, I'm happy it. with that. I
1: liked it. Good twist. <laughs> okay, so now here's the freaky thing. My next story is about someone living in an attic.
0: Shut up. Is it really? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. No.
1: Okay. So we are going to Hawaii this time. And this is a haunted house.
0: Oh, I love this already.
1: So this is one of uh, the most haunted house, and it's said to have demonic spirits. Now...
0: One of the most haunted houses in, like, the the world?
1: Well, yeah, I assume so. Okay. That's, so now, so we're in, okay, another one, Kemuku, Hawaii.
0: You probably did that justice, whereas I butchered those names. (laughs) And I could only do syllables. uh, 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 uh. You probably did very well. Okay, thank you.
1: (laughs) So the history of this house is terrifying. And to this day, it still has negative demonic energy attached to the block. It is said that this house was possessed by a creature called Kasha.
0: Okay.
1: Now, Kasha is a Japanese... Man-eating ghosts Other stories describe the entity Again, as a cat-like demon Stealing souls The house has one very distinct thing In common to all the owners They have left very soon after From experiencing terrifying and dangerous Occurrences Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So, in 1942 One of the first Documented occurrences Happened when police were called by Neighbours who suspected domestic Violence in the household when they arrived, it is said in the news clippings that were reported that the police entered the house and found three kids screaming and shrieking on the lounge, looking up at a corner of the roof in the room. While the mother was screaming in the room, throwing tea leaves and salt throughout the room, a foul odor was detected in the house, and this discovery was said to have angered the spirit. Mm. The police remained on scene for about an hour and a half to calm the family down. When leaving the house, the mother turned to the policeman and said, Look, you have goosebumps. You felt it too. Another encounter occurred 30 years later when three girls shared the house. They heard strange noises and footsteps in the house. The police again were called and reports remain but nothing was found. One of the girls, about 15 minutes after the police had left, felt something grab her on the arm. She ran out of her house into the car. The police officer was still on the street writing his report. He quickly jumped out of his car when he heard the girl scream in the car. His report stated that the girl was being dragged over the centre console to the passenger seat while as if she was fighting something off. He immediately reached in and felt something grab his arm, described it as calloused and strong that could not possibly be hers. It twisted his arm away from the girl. After this, the police officer put all three girls in his police car to drive them to the station. His police car wouldn't start. When she sat back in her car... It immediately flung the door shut, and something grabbed her again. Now, two police officers were on scene struggling to free the girl. The girls only returned on one more occasion to retrieve their belongings. Mm. In 2016, the house was torn down and a complex of condos were built in its place.
0: Oh, makes you wonder.
1: Yeah. No stories to the same effect have been noted by any of the residents. Mm. But they have said they do feel a presence in the area and dark energy. They state the complex attracts unusually large bugs. So centipedes that measure up to 30 centimetres. That's
0: a massive centipede. Or
1: 12 inches. It's huge. Size of a ruler. Cockroaches. Yuck. The size of your palm. Nope.
0: Nope. Burn it it down. Burn the whole complex down. Burn it down.
1: Oh, and cane spiders up to 14 centimetres. What's
0: a cane spider?
1: So it's a huge, huge spider with long, long legs. But they're just... They must be everywhere. Ew. So what do you think about the haunted house in Hawaii?
0: Yeah, I mean, the things that kind of drove it home for me were the bugs. That is a no for me. But, yeah, I mean, sounds plausible.
1: And I just... The whole thing about the the first story in nineteen forty two with the police officer having goosebumps all over him and
0: And it always starts like back in the nineteen somethings, back 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 and then it kinda just progresses from there. So mm. yeah, I mean sounds plausible. <laughs> So my last one's a true crime case and this has always made me feel super uncomfortable and it's one of those ones that you hear the story and it plays on your mind over and over. The date was 11th of January 2013 and the body of Kendrick Johnson was found vertically rolled up in a mat in the gymnasium of a high school.
1: What's vertically mean? Like, up vert- and down. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> was his head up or he's like...
0: No, his head was down. Let me show you.
1: A few moments later.
0: Um, so for those listening at home, um, I'm just showing Sean an image of the mat. So there's the mat and his feet are there and there's a pair of shoes squished there and it was standing where his head was at the bottom and his feet were at the top.
1: Okay, like he was stuffed in it head first. Correct. But it wasn't like strung up on the basketball.
0: No, no, no. No, it was no, just, it was just so, sitting up. Yeah, and over in the corner of the gymnasium was a whole stack of these mats that were rolled up. So I'm just showing him mm. images from when they found the body and what the body actually looks like. So he's, his face is obviously very, very swollen because all the blood has rushed mm. to his head. Anyway, let me get back to the story. So... Kendrick's body was discovered by some other students who'd climbed up to the top of the mats um, and note that these mats stood about six feet, which is 1.8 meters tall and three feet, so 0.91 meters wide. Authorities claimed or thought that Kendrick had fallen into the mat while looking for a shoe and had died after being unable to get out. The students, so three students at the school told investigators that it was common for some students to share their shoes or store them in the mats, just so they weren't cutting them around back and forth, right? Mm. So if they had to go to gym, they had their gym shoes, sometimes they shared, if they were on different gym, like rosters, otherwise they'd just leave their shoes in the mats because they didn't want to carry them around, right? So it was pretty standard practice at the school.
1: Never heard of that practice, but at different schools for sure.
0: Exactly. Kendrick was not wearing shoes when he was found, and you saw that image. He had socks on and the shoes were kind of wedged next to him. Mm -hmm. A student at the school did say that he shared a pair of Adidas shoes and they would always throw them into the mats. So basically, a preliminary investigation and autopsy was conducted. The death was ruled accidental. His family had a private pathologist conduct a second autopsy, which concluded that he had died from blunt force trauma to the neck and soft tissue damage. Right, so two very different autopsy results. After the opinion of the private pathologist was released, Kendrick's family stated they believed that he'd in fact been murdered and then stuffed there. The independent autopsy found... That sometime after Kendrick's body was recovered from the mat and he had gone to the funeral home, his organs were removed from the body and his body was stuffed with newspaper. So the funeral home processed the body following the autopsy, basically saying we never received internal organs for Kendrick. And apparently, according to them, that's something they do often. If a body has been kept for a while, they'll remove the organs and then stuff it with some sort of um, stuffing. That was not the case here, right? The coroner stated that the organs could have been destroyed through natural process and discarded before the body was actually sent back. Um, however, putting that aside, to make things even weirder, this school had surveillance footage and cameras throughout it. In November 2013, 290 hours of surveillance tape from 35 cameras that covered the gym area were actually released to CNN following this court request. A forensic analyst enlisted by CNN found the tapes from two cameras are missing an hour and five minutes of footage while another set was missing two hours and ten minutes of footage some of the apparent lapses in coverage were found to result from camera systems that were not synchronized with one another. Timestamps between some separate camera systems differed as much as 20 minutes. So this gave the impression that there were actually gaps and there were rumors that the tapes had actually been altered and in some of the footage people would see people entering the gym and then you'd never see them leaving. So there was something or someone who played around with these cameras to hide something.
1: Who's got access to that?
0: This is the question, right? The administration, the school, who knows, right? Um, Another thing, so there was also missing footage. So the cameras were motion activated. However, there'd be missing parts of footage, so it wouldn't identify movement, and then all of a sudden it would, and then the room would be full of people. So there were issues with the motion detectors on the cameras. The area where Kendrick's body was discovered and where the mats were stored were outside of range for the surveillance cameras. So they didn't actually see the corner of the room with the mat and him, you know, and all the specifics, but they saw the rest of the gymnasium. Attorneys for his family expressed fears that the camera footage was edited as part of a cover-up. But what we do not know is first why did he jump into the mat this guy had quite broad shoulders so there would be logically if he was going in head first how would he get his broad shoulders through the small gap he could he, like anyone with one ounce of common sense would look and go oh hang on my body's wider than that hole if I jump in this is not gonna work out for me that's the first thing The second thing is, this was either before, during, or after class, so surely there would be people around. I'd find it very difficult to believe that there was nobody around the gymnasium that saw what was going on. Um, So that's the second thing. And then thirdly, what the hell is the go with these tapes? Why is there no clean tape that shows everything from that day? The question is, was this an accident or... Was he killed and then stuffed in the mats? And
1: what gets me as well is there was a pair of shoes, like so, on the picture. He was upside down.
0: With a pair of shoes lodged next to his legs. That's
1: right. So, but his arms were would be
0: like up above him.
1: Yeah. So he wouldn't have been able to put them there. So Correct. the shoes were put in. Well, my theory is the shoes were put in after his body was in mm. there. So that would mean he couldn't do it.
0: Right. Mm. And then when you look at the like the the death would have been. Absolutely horrific if he would died in the mat. So maybe the blunt force trauma was a result of something else and then he died in the mat, but it would have been absolutely horrific. Mm. And you saw from those photos that they released of his face when he'd passed away, all the blood had gone to his head and it was so swollen. Um, so if you've got a kind of a weak stomach, I don't recommend you Google it because it's not great, but um, you can see the logistics uh, with the mats. There's lots of those images online. Um, but yeah, there's also photos of him passed away, so it's it's quite horrific.
1: I mean, true crime always gets me. Mm. I just it's yeah. creepy as shit. Yeah, you you love you oh, love true yeah. crime. i um, yeah.
0: I love it because good story though. Yeah, I and I mean, it's not even a story. It's just, it's real life, and that's kind of the pieces for me that. Really challenge my thinking, and I try to think through logically. How could this have happened? What is the logical explanation here? Can you rationalise some of this? Is the missing footage due to botched cameras? You know, like what is what is actually physically going on? Yeah, here? and so, how
1: do people get away with this? Exactly in right. In a school, of in all a school.
0: Places. So yeah, very very unusual. As with every episode, we finish with something lighter and I think we need it today. There are a couple of really tough sort of stories, if you like, but, you know, real true crime and, you know, other events that are quite scary. So let's turn it around and talk about something lighter. I have some questions today that we're going to answer.
1: I honestly didn't think we'd get to do this fun part today.
0: We always will. No, I know we
1: you always do, but I'm like, well, we've got such big stories to tell. I just didn't think yeah. we'd going to end on a lighter note.
0: We always end on a lighter note. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do at this podcast. I'm ready. Okay, so I've got today some would you rather questions. Yes, so I would. I would uh, like you to explain. I'd like you to firstly tell me what you would rather do and then explain it. Oh, just and briefly, though. You
1: put me on the spot, just too. Briefly.
0: Yeah, I know. It's good.
1: Okay.
0: Okay, so the first one is... Are you going
1: to explain yours as well? Of course. Okay.
0: First question is, would you rather be in a real-life version of The Walking Dead or Jurassic Park?
1: God, both of these are such good options. Like, I've got a full Walking Dead plan...
0: I've told them about our zombie apocalypse plan. But
1: the Jurassic Park, I just think be
0: epic because you'd see dinosaurs and stuff. But I really want to kill zombies. Like I'd have so many weapons. Oh, you want to go
1: hacking? You wanna you wanna hack
0: first? Yeah. I for me, Walking Dead.
1: See, whereas I'm like.
0: You're like I would want to ride a dinosaur. Yeah, I want (laughs) to ride a dinosaur
1: like a horse.
0: (laughs) So is that your answer, Jurassic Park?
1: Because I can ride dinosaurs like a horse.
0: Can you? And you could probably get on the back of that one that flies with the wings.
1: Yeah. I mean
0: Is that a pterodactyl?
1: It is. Yeah. It'd almost be like House of Dragon, but living it
0: I don't even know what House of Dragon is.
1: Never mind.
0: <laughs> okay, excellent. The next one is would you rather be in a fight club that meets once a month or a book club that meets every day? Fight club, right? Yeah, like what <laughs> a book club.
1: What are they gonna talk about?
0: No, you know, like a book club, like those those book clubs that exist.
1: Yeah, I know, but that's weird.
0: Yeah, so you read. It's Definitely a
1: fight club. No,
0: so that you like you're meant to read the book, then show up to the club and converse. Not not to the nightclub, not the club club, but like show up at someone's house and you have like cookies and tea and and like breads and cakes and stuff, and then you talk about the book.
1: Yeah, no, I don't have enough time to read a book a day.
0: I would, but let's just say you had nothing else to do.
1: I'm a scrapper. I could go.
0: I could go as well. Yeah, once a month. <sighs> Be so much fun. Mm. Okay. Would you rather have to wear wet socks every day or only be allowed to wash your hair once a year? I
1: already wash my hair like once a year <laughs> now, anyway.
0: <laughs> wet socks are my worst nightmare. And you will get like tinnier and shit.
1: Yeah, well, of course.
0: So it'd be foul and I'd stink and they'd be all like scabby and wet. And what does my mum call it um, when I kill a plant? Oh, it's got wet feet. Blah. That's what my mum says, it's got wet feet. You, you've basically killed it by drowning it, Amy. Yeah. <laughs> so you'd have wet feet in real life. And a dry socket. <laughs> okay, would you rather eat blue foods for the rest of your life or pink foods? I'm going to go pink so you can eat meat.
1: Oh, I thought you meant, like, it was dyed. Like you'd have like blue mouth afterwards or a pink mouth.
0: Like only food that's blue or only food that's pink. Well, there's no blue food. There is. There's like blueberries. Okay. There's blue ice blocks. Yeah, but they're not. There's.
1: That's food colouring. We just said that.
0: No, it could be like a raspberry flavour, blue raspberry.
1: Oh, So you can only eat raspberries and raspberry flavour. Pretty
0: much. And then you've got pink, so you've got like meat.
1: Well, it's got to be pink meat.
0: Chicken, raw chicken, yuck. Yeah. Pork. Pork? No, pork's not. It's like grey.
1: Oh, that's bird. That's a chicken.
0: No, that's dark meat. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: anyway, I would. Uh... You
1: can't eat red meat. You can't eat beef because it's red.
0: Yeah, but you can eat that raw if you like.
1: Yeah, but it's still red.
0: Yeah, but it's not pink. Slightly cook it and then it's pink.
1: Oh, right. We're eating pink. food. We're eating pink yeah, food. Yeah, we're not guys. eating blue food.
0: <laughs> okay. Would you rather only eat foods grown in your own backyard, or only eat foods that come in a can? Your answer to this should be logical.
1: Yeah, because you can't grow food <laughs> in the backyard.
0: We've never been able to grow anything. Don't say we.
1: <laughs> I literally harvested a back, like a whole vertical garden, and I will look after it. And then I'd go to work for four days, and guess what? No one would touch it. Dead. The old brown thumb over here.
0: It's cans for me. Well, or we're gonna starve. Yeah, well, it's cans for me because someone's
1: got to work for four days and they don't see home, so there's no chance. We'll be eating bloody fake grass and leaves because we
0: have fake grass out the back and
1: brown leaves that fall from the tree.
0: Pretty much. So we've got fake grass. It's like um, it's not like barefoot balls gra- grass, but it's like. It's like a fancy fake grass. that looks like real grass mm. because we didn't want to have to mow grass.
1: Yeah. And we don't <laughs> so, have a huge backyard. We don't
0: have a huge backyard. So that's that's the story behind the fake grass. Okay. So would you rather have baby vomit on you or vomit on a baby? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty easy for me. I'm going to spew on a baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the baby can vomit on me. It's fine.
0: Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. What about the dog? Would you rather vomit on him? No,
1: not when I've seen what's come out. Because he out... has
0: vomited on you before. Remember?
1: Oh, that's right. I was just... And yeah. it was like
0: straight pasta. He'd yeah. had like two noodles. And
1: whole biscuits. <laughs> he doesn't chew his food. <laughs> he like, just literally doesn't down chew
0: the, it. down the throat. Oh,
1: and the big chunks of cheese. That came out the Oh, yeah, like, he doesn't ooh. chew.
0: He just swallows. It's like, this tastes great. Mm. Would you rather give up social media or eat the same dinner for the rest of your life?
1: Oh, I could very easily eat the same dinner.
0: No! Yeah,
1: like, easy.
0: I am all about variety.
1: It'd be interesting to see you give up social media, though.
0: Why? Toodaloo, motherfucker.
1: <laughs> Doubt it.
0: No, I would. I'd have no problems if I could... Like, I would not be able to eat. Let's just say you said to me, broccoli, steamed broccoli, rice, and chicken for the rest of your life.
1: That is literally like...
0: I'd be like, there's no point in living.
1: It's a gym diet.
0: There's no point in living. game It's done. <laughs>
1: But, I mean, there's not much of a comparison there. Like, social media is pretty easy to give up.
0: Yeah, I think so. Just find something better to do with my time. So the next one is, would you rather be completely bald than so not one scrap of hair on you or covered in hair head to toe? Oh,
1: completely bald. <laughs> not I a... love
0: how there's not one of like, no. hesitation. He's like, bald. <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> no eyebrows, no hair on your head. No back hair, no chest hair, no leg, no arm, no ball sack hair.
1: Yeah, that would save me so much time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what would you do for your eyebrows and your hair just like draw them on? Yeah,
1: like heaps of people do that.
0: With you with that though, you'd wear a wig. We'd with, get with that, wig.
1: are you talking about my head? Yeah, that <laughs> You're talking about my head.
0: So just pointed and go. I just point and go with just that. Point thing and go. <laughs>
1: You haven't seen my head shaved before. Yes,
0: I have. I did it. Remember?
1: No, but not bald.
0: No, but you've been pretty close. Mm.
1: Anyway, I could go bald. I wouldn't want hair all over me. That's filthy.
0: I know. You'd be spending so much time removing it. Like, could you imagine? You can't.
1: The choice is you either have hair or you don't. You can't remove it.
0: No, but I mean, you would eventually. Like, you'd go. Well,
1: So then why would you say hair or no hair?
0: Because you're making an immediate decision. You can remedy it later, but you're making a decision right now. I don't think that's
1: a deal. I think The do. thing is you've got to live with the hair all over you for your whole life, or do you live bald for your whole life? Oh. You can't just say, oh, I want a hair, and then go get a haircut.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I'd have a moustache. Yeah. You've already and said And a monobrow. It. Yeah,
1: you've said it. You're getting hair all over you.
0: No, I, I think, oh, God, I don't know. Hmm. I just think I'd look really weird without eyebrows and hair on my head.
1: Yeah, but you can draw. (coughs)
0: Okay. That's
1: not a remedy. That's just...
0: Okay.
1: Right. You're pretty good at makeup, so...
0: Oh, thanks. Next one. Okay, next one. Um, Would you rather clog the toilet on a first date or at a new job?
1: Oh, at a new job.
0: Well, actually, just bail and be like, someone's uh, clogged the toilet, guys. I don't know what's happened in there. I'm sure it's
1: happened before. (laughs)
0: Lucky last. Would you rather smell like cheese that's been left in the sun or like a, a hamster cage that hasn't been cleaned for over a fortnight or a kitty litter box so think <laughs> instead of hamster <laughs> Max's kitty litter box if it hasn't been changed in 24 hours because literally 24 is the sweet spot mm. before that before like anything stinks what are you doing cheese or litter box
1: yeah look both are rank. <laughs> Um,
0: oh God, I don't I've know done a, I've
1: done a thousand kitty boxes before
0: So you happy to smell like Max's piss Oh, I smell like that You've got to smell like it Oh,
1: give me cheese Because <laughs> people like rank cheese sometimes
0: Would it be like sour cream? Like is that No, smell? it'd just be
1: like old blue cheese or something yeah.
0: oh, It does smell It'd be bad. worse than
1: that, that fucking urea smell That just gets up in every orifice of your <laughs> And then even when it, the bar, the thing's empty, it still stinks like it.
0: Yeah, you got to wash it out a little it's bit.
1: It's almost like it's ingrained into plastic.
0: Yuck. Yeah, okay, I'll go cheese as well.
1: Yeah, I'm not having any smelling kitty litter.
0: We'd both smell like dirty cheese. That's okay, because it'd all melt together. Yeah. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you for dropping by today.
1: That's all right. It was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I hope you guys found our stories interesting and our Would You Rather questions. Join me next episode as we continue with everything spooky and scary for the month of October. In the meantime, let's hang out on social media. Hit me up at Aesthetic Vibes Pod or drop me an email at, aesthetic vibes at outlook.com. or you can visit my amazing website, aestheticvibespodcast.com or you can drop by my TikTok, Dr. Ames Kelly.